Hello, I am Chasey J- <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, you've got the th- something now this week. Hi, I'm Chasey Joshua. Oh, wow, that was loud. Hi, I'm Stephen Nipple. That's Stephen with an I. And we, and are, we are the HB Wonders. don't let me be Would you be interested in having an affair? Is that a date for the affair? For anyone coming to this with preconceived notions, buckle up and get ready. HBO's Love and Death. I have a big announcement, and I'm just wondering if I should do it now or at the end of the show. Uh, end of the show. Okay. Uh, it's really exciting. I can't wait. I'm at the edge of my seat. seat. Yeah, stay tuned. Listen to the whole episode so you can hear my big announcement. And no, I'm not going to fast. Or you could just fast forward to the end, but don't no, do No, don't do that. I'm not even... We're, uh, maybe let's just say it happens at some point in the episode. Maybe the end, maybe the middle. We'll see. You got to listen to find Ex- out. That's right. Probably the end, though, right? I mean, sure. Kind of a grand finale, cliffhanger. We'll kind leave it for the end, but then I'll cut this bit out. And so it cuts a, It cuts in to this beautiful shot of the fields of grain, <sighs> skies of blue, and I thought, is the credits still going? But it's a different song. And then there's Candy again singing a song kind of off key she's been doing a lot of singing in this show and i wish you'd stick to her choir singing you know that kind of buries her voice and we don't have to hear some people's voices just sound better sandwiched in between about seven eight nine ten other layers and i think she's one of them she's not a soloist she is she is a soloist and do you think that I said was she's a... not a soloist you say she is i'm sorry i honestly i was thinking about my big announcement and i wasn't listening Oh, yes. I'm so damn excited Guys, about it. Guys, it's going to be huge swearing. when he tells us later. Well, you don't even know what it is. That's the thing. Chase doesn't even know. He could see this I, look on my face. I think I know, but I won't say it until oh. the end of the episode. October 1980. Yeah. That's when the episode starts. It's also the day the Challenger exploded. Did you know that? Was it? I don't Probably not. I mean, that's also... I, I just said October 1980. I don't even know what you're referring to when you said that's the day that the Challenger exploded. How do you it know? exploded the whole month? You said October 19? October 1980. Play the clip. <laughs> Play the clip. I don't know what oh, clip you're talking about. I don't know. I think I'm on Sarex. Speaking of challenging, Candy is making eggs again. And eggs are hard to make. But you got to crack a few eggs to, to make, make an, an omelet. omelet. And that's what she did to... Never mind. It doesn't seem like she knows what the end result's going to be, just like she doesn't know what the end result is going to be of her trial. And Mm -hmm. it looks like she's going a little crazy. No, we don't use that word. Do we not? We use the word insane. Or nuts. Or bananas. That's a fun one. I I like to say Uh. that sometimes when I'm just having a day. I'm going bananas. It's bananas. Speaking of bananas... In yeah. Pops, Kristen Critter. Back to our old monkey business. Well, speaking of monkeys, this episode is a circus, and we're going to see a lot of people acting like animals, and it's very apropos. Did I use that word correctly? I'm not sure, but it sounded right. She's smoking inside the house now, and that's a progression that we see. She wasn't smoking in the beginning, then she's smoking on the patio, and now she's smoking inside the house. So, right, And she's filling the kids' lungs with smoke, too, and Patty says, I wish you wouldn't smoke. Yeah. She says, shut up, Pat. 
Yeah. Shut the f- up. She is extra curt with Pat in this episode, mm-hmm. and he's just looking so stressed out, stressed out of his gourd. How are you doing, Pat? Uh, uh. Uh, someone rings the doorbell. Pat goes and opens it, and it's a guy that looks just like him. Oh. That was my observation for this scene. It's mustache lawyer, and I had a huge, huge, can I say huge? You say. Revelation. I was looking at mustache lawyer, mm. and then I realized that's Dawson's Creek. Is it? I didn't even know he was acting anymore, but he's on this show, and the years have not been kind to him. He looks yeah. like he's about 60, but... Without a paddle, am I Right. Right. What's that? Do you get that? I don't get it, the reference. It's, isn't but. it like uh, up a creek and without a paddle or something? And I thought you were talking about that movie without a paddle with the guy from uh, Scooby-Doo. Yes, Dax Shepard. Exactly. Married to Frozen, incidentally. I'll be damned. Where, oh, yes. So, okay, well, that's interesting. Sorry. So Dawson's Creek oh, sorry. trickled into wow. the living room. He's there to take candy to the trial. Pat, you're not going. No, no, no. Yeah. You stay home. No. This is big boy Bad stuff. Daddy boy. It's got to be yeah. emasculating for him to see another man who looks just like him take his wife in a car and drive away with her, especially after Alan Gore. You know, he's such a simp. He's just you know? contentious yeah. to stand there and watch it happen. Like taking candy from a baby, am I right? Candy pulls up to the courthouse, and it's just a circus. The reason Judge Ryan moved it to the old courthouse... It holds more people. Reporters, lights, Another big top camera, action. action. Here she's about to give the performance of her life, and mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. Uh, it's probably how I'm going to feel on opening night of my play. This time with lines. Well, tickets are out everywhere. I do, I want, I do want a ticket sales. You can buy them. You can pre. Where can I buy them? I think Ticketmaster. You can just go on there, type in importance of being earnest, Yuba City, maybe even my name, and I'm sure something will come up. Importance. Well, don't do it now. I've just, I look. To be honest, I don't know if it's there, but I'm not I, finding know, anything in my Bing results. You'll be able to get a ticket, but get them because they're going quickly. Sad. I'm just I giving assume. you a hard time, Steve. They're selecting the jury inside. I don't even remember this part. The idea is to wind up with twelve impartial jurors. And there's Continue. a lawyer, lawyer that's without a mustache, and uh, he says that she was the killer. Killer. Well, they are just about she's to meet her as sister. she's going to take the stand. And people are can't believe it. For anyone coming to this with preconceived notions, buckle up and get ready. Pat's there, and Don says, uh, chin up, man. He says, everyone's looking around me like I'm some sort of cold. And he says, you are. Well, and the lawyer says, it doesn't matter if she's a hundred different men. Yeah. She won't again, and that's all that matters. And I was right. just like, amen, brother. Okay, so then her backdoor friend, Pastor Jackie rings the doorbell and yeah. did you notice that yeah i did backdoor friend now she's she ringing the doorbell the so things are different now she says you gotta believe me i didn't do it you gotta believe me you gotta believe me and she says no i don't Candy. she says i never lied to you she said yes you did she says no i didn't she says it will be good if you are there for me at the trial she says i don't I'll think, think so. so i don't think so tim She's letting her no be no. You know, she's front. They're front door friends now. Um, well, I guess a front door you know? friend will kick you in the back door yeah. uh, when you really need it. She does need it. Well, I'm coming down there for the trial. Betty's dad gets to the courthouse the next day. Judge immediately just says, "I find you in contempt, Crowder, for violating yeah. your gag order." What's a gag order? A gag order is where they take a person and tie a piece of cloth around their mouth, and they say, "If you say anything." 
you're in big trouble. Well, if that's the case, then I've had many gag orders over the years. Oh, God. And him and j- the judge go at it. Uh, judge not fi- sexually. The judge finds him and says, he's got to spend one night in jail. And he goes, well, howdy doody, judge. You remember that? Yeah. He's, got, he's gotten a little too used to talking to the press. And yeah. Judge Ryland won't stand for it. I mean, he seemingly won't stand for anything. I haven't seen him get out of his chair once. Anything you'd like to say to me, Mr. Crowder? Did you notice that when when uh, when uh, Al Gore got on the stand? Yes. Did you notice that it was just question after question? He just says no, 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 no. And prior to June thirteenth, nineteen eighty, had you ever been aware of any crosswords between Betty and Candy? No. Yeah. repetitive didn't you think it is repetitive but that's kind of his character is just kind of eh. one note did you read the paper the other day eh. how was your business trip eh. how is that ramada in do you like staying there eh. they bring out the axe Ugh. they said is this your axe they ask him a couple questions about they it, ask yeah. him about his extramarital affair i didn't yeah. know it was an accident and he just couldn't accept it and one aspect yeah. of the, that trial and that questioning scene that I found so interesting was how blank his expression was and how unaffected he seemed. Was he on Serax as well? Serax, some kind of 1980s drug that makes you just a zombie. In fact, after that part of the trial, uh, yeah. Betty's dad is talking to him, and he said, you might as well have been a defense witness, yeah. and you just have no reaction. So he even he's known it. He says, you got nothing, yeah. no remorse. You're like a hollowed-out husk of a man, just blank eyes, dull stare, motionless face, nothing going on upstairs, yeah. but plenty of going on downstairs. Am I right? Uh... According to Candy, in fact, it sounds like his penis is the most expressive thing in that zombie body of his. Ugh. And he's just trying to get him to react, and it's just nothing. He couldn't say anything. He didn't accuse her. Accuse her. But I gotta say, it's a brave performance from Landry Lemons. Just to stand there and say your lines. I definitely won't be doing that in my show. No. Merriman, he's got quite a few secrets, I've decided. What's the biggest secret he holds? Come to closing night of the play, and you're gonna hear some of those secrets let out into the wild. um, The Oscar Wild. And uh, come see this show on Saturday. Whenever the closing night is, it's gonna be a real... Uh, this probably is a good moment for me to do my segment for the week. Oh, okay. Is it? The importance of being Steven? Do I have your permission? I guess it's as good a time as any. So once again, this is a segment where I say some lines from the play that I'm in, The Importance of Being Earnest. Before I was doing other people's lines, now I'm just doing my own character's lines because it's good practice for me. I've been right. actually working with a vocal coach. I just wanted to say this right off the bat. Uh, okay. I've heard from some people that some of my lines still had a ways to go with the accent. And okay. so with a vocal coach, I'm focusing more on vocal posture. So I talk a lot from the front of my mouth. I'm trying to move that to the back. I'm lifting my tongue to the back, to the palate. I'm speaking from a whole different... So now I think you're going to feel the accent really come together. All right. Okay, ready? Hmm. Your dog cart is at the door, sir. <coughs> was that it? That was it. <clears throat> oh, wow. But can, sorry. so succinct. So succinct. I, can I do another line? Because that's so short. I feel if, like if it's there's only two episodes line. left. I want to be able to get as many of my lines in. Okay. Seems like this could be another podcast. Uh, your dog cart is waiting, sir. Hey, 
Thank you. Look at yeah. that. That's quite. You could probably hear some of the progress. A lot of textures. There to is, and um, I think immediately, you know, if you were to see this show, if anybody's coming from Britain, Great Britain, mm-hmm. the Britain of Isles, they're gonna see the show, and they might be like, "Oh, that's. Ooh, I, I know that region. I know that location." And so I did research. I kind of, I listened to a lot of people from over the years, just trying to decide like, what would the accent sound like back then, not just like what it sounds like now from someone who lives there, and so. These are things you got to do, and um, that's just part of theater. Got to do the work. That's what they say. Got to Spe- do the work. Well, speaking of doing the work, I'm just going to relate okay. it to the episode. Do you remember the line? Oh. The line was, the dog card is waiting. Okay. That was the second line. First one was, the dog car is at the door, sir. This is all about waiting, and we all wait for something, don't we, Chasey? I mean, Candy's mm-hmm. waiting to hear her verdict. Pat's waiting to get one ounce of respect from anybody in this town. Alan's waiting for his father-in-law to go back to the farmhouse. Chasey... I'm waiting for this segment to wrap up. And I think you know what I'm waiting for. You're for waiting for your son to, to be born, huh? Right? Oh, that too? Um, of yes. Course. Of course. So now we can transition back to the episode. Back at the Montgomery's house, they're saying a prayer. Pat seems really disconcerted about why he can't be at the trial, and she just goes off on him again. She's just pushing him out all the time, and he's just trying to be part of it, and she's like, Pat, give me some f-ing space. Yeah. Just the yeah. slightest hint of a question. She's like, Maybe if she wasn't mother so much, she, yeah. she wouldn't be acting out in this way. Maybe well, she wouldn't have killed Betty. Maybe she wouldn't have I don't- sexual relations. With Al Gore. I don't think he's smothering anybody. Fault. I think it's Pat's fault. It's not Pat's fault. I think it is. What's the worst he did? What, watch too many TV shows? No, someone's got to stand up for the cold one of I these. I think he's more in love with Johnny Carson than he was with Andy Olson. That's what I think. We hear some of the the horrors of the night that Betty was found. Watch your we mouth. hear people's Horror. horrors. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's like, don't you Some of my word. accents still there from the show, and, and there's a soft R. Yeah. This show's kind of a soft R, to be honest. Some with these photos, maybe it's more of a hard R. And uh, we hear people say what they saw when they saw her the day of the murder, and that they said Candy oh, so gruesome. just seemed normal. And Candry, she's zoning out, going to her happy place. She's stoned. High on Cerax. And she leaves the trial, and it's just a circus again. Clowns with cameras, monkeys with signs. Elephants spraying them with water and chomping up peanuts on the ground. And her and her lawyer are talking in the car. And it's a boring scene, and I don't remember anything about it. He puts his briefcase up on the windshield, and that's when he says, What are you on? Xerox. It helps with my nerves. And that's when she reveals she's on drugs. It's because the show's kind of pro-drug. Pro-drug. Pro-smoking. And pro-bad haircut. Can we say it? Pro-comb-over. Who do you think has the worst comb-over in the show? Pat has the worst comb-over. You think Pat does? Well, what about that young, weird pastor? Have you seen his hair? Every time he walks in, I go... Nothing holy about that haircut, am I right? Oh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Well, speaking of that haircut and that comb-over, Candy just keeps brushing Pat off, and they're outside, and he's just saying, couldn't I just peek through the door? She's just, shut up, stupid, stupid man. And he says, it's okay to be a little broken. She says, no, it isn't. And she really is mostly whispering most of her lines at this point in the show. Yeah. She isn't projecting, which is what you need to do when you're an actor. Ugh. Yeah. I'd love to just get in there and work with her a little bit. She says, you know what I thought? I thought I had everything. But I ended up looking for that pot of gold, you know, at the end of the rainbow. And all I found was 
Alan Gore's penis. She also said, I, you know, my life is like a tapestry of rich and royal hue. Did she's? I don't. She didn't say that, but she said it in another episode. Yeah, that's true. She should have said it there. She, she might should have said that line. I don't know. Maybe it was meant to be there, and like they, they rethought it in editing and put it in an earlier episode. Yeah. I don't know. Might have lost the rights to the song. Oh know. yeah, maybe the writer's strike had something to do with it. Yeah. More trial. Um, I felt like we were on trial by the end of this episode. Am I right? Ugh. To your knowledge, were you ready for the episode to be over at this point? To my knowledge, I was ready for the episode to end. Yeah. Because then they got into the bloody, gruesome Betty murder stuff. If Candy Montgomery planned to murder Betty Gore, can you imagine it being carried out more ineptly? She'd have to be an idiot to do it this way. Her lawyer yeah. keeps saying this stuff, and it's like, that's not very nice. It's like, she'd have to be pretty dumb. She'd have to be pretty stupid to do pretty it. Stupid. And it's like, dude, I thought you were like, supposed to be supporting her. And here he is going off, and I don't know what his tactic is. Well, he's never done this kind of trial yeah, before, he's so not that could a, be part of it. You know, he did say, I'm not a criminal attorney. And a few months you know? ago, I was saying that I'm not an actor. That's and true. So, sort of the same thing. Maybe he does have what it takes. Maybe mm-hmm. we should just give him a chance. Yeah. They cut to some news reporters flinging their media poo all over the circus. Did they want to get back together? Did she want him all for herself? Why did she keep swinging long after Betty Gore was neutralized? Hammering her with that big axe. Well, the defense keeps hammering self-defense. Whatever the defense, they've got a big, big problem. Candy's lawyers are jibber-jabbering. They say, why isn't this prosecution going after our theory? And she said, that prosecutor seems like a nice guy. She's still doing the drugs. He gets really upset. He has reason to be upset. Doesn't he? Why? Because he said, I told you once, I told you twice, no more drugs. Well, he's not her mama. I don't know the reference what reference you are making there. I don't, it's not a reference. I just was saying no, it in he's response saying, to he's not a parent. Yeah, he's not a parent. Well, he is a parent, but probably not her. But what apparently saying, her, she doesn't have any parents. Because you don't, oh, yeah. you see They're not Betty's there. parents. Where are they? The prosecution rests. As the hour is late, Your Honor, uh, we would ask that we begin in the morning. And then all of a sudden there's this moment where Don Draper realizes we got to put candy on the stand and and he says uh we'd like to open up our candy stand tomorrow she's had too many sweets your honor and he says i do mind put her on the stand she can't stand he he says well now you're grandstanding he says i won't grant you this and i won't stand for it and there's a standing order for her to come up here and take this stand but she is on drugs and she can't understand a word we're saying right now and he says you got 10 minutes yeah, he says TikTok, TikTok. And I don't know why they're referencing TikTok because it's the 1980s. Yeah, well, shows do that these days. Well, that's the end of the ep- that episode. It's very abrupt again. I'm just there going all MTV and just saying, you know, next. You know. Yeah. So should I do my big announcement now or? I guess so. Or should now we do the for your... phone calls? No, let's do your announcement first. I just wanted to let everybody know that Tanner Bryce Ross was born... On Monday of this week, May 15th, 2023, at 9.47 a.m., 6 pounds, 5 ounces, healthy and happy, hashtag baby arrival, hashtag finally... Sorry, I'm reading this off of Tracy's Instagram. This is Tracy. This is your baby. I'm I'm a father, everybody. You gotta be fathering me. Tanner, oh, why? And his name was Tanner Bryce. Yeah, Tanner, Tanner Bryce 
Ross. And Ross, is that another middle name? That is Tracy's surname. Her maiden name. Yeah. I didn't know she kept that. It's kind of trendy for, for people to... So the baby is taking her and name. And I'm, I'm all for it, yeah. I love it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't wasn't Tyler able to get Rice. Scott in there. You know, I no. was hoping I'd <clears throat> maybe for middle name or something, but... Oh, um, that's yeah. my best to you. Thank you. Oh, wow. What I to know. Be I'm, I'm going to have oh. so many questions to ask you when I finally get to meet him and hold him, and uh, you're going to have to give me some tips. Steve, wow. When are you going to go see uh, Tanner? Well, I've... Tra- um, Tracy's still healing uh, from the birth, and oh. if you are listening uh, to the podcast, Tracy, just give me a call. 541-854-5541. You can call that number. I was worried I might get a call from her today, and I was going to have to leave the podcast because I would have done it because oh. um, family <clears throat> life comes first and everything. So if it happens next week, uh, you're on your own, buddy. Oh, wow. So Congratulations. Thank you. Pop a nipple. Yeah. Well, don't pop a nipple. That's what Tracy's going to be doing. You gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be breastfeeding me. Oh. And uh, she might do formula. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. Cloth diapers or. Formula is expensive, though. Is it? So I may I may need to do a GoFundMe. Huh. We'll see. We'll see what Tracy wants to do. Again, Tracy, call me if you can. 541-854-5541. Maybe it's time for us to. To shift into one of our favorite segments. Hello, HP phoners. I wonder if they're going to like wish me, give me well wishes for my son being born, do you think? Probably not, because you just announced it right now, and and this is not. Hi, Steven and Tacey. This is your number one fan, possibly in the whole country, Jennifer Portnick in Portland, Oregon. (sighs) By the way, if you look at your podcast through Apple Podcasts, my yes. review that I wrote a year ago is always stuck to the top of the list. Oh, I don't I know why. Anyway, I just want to tell you guys you're fantastic and so funny. And I know you needed some phone calls, so I just wanted to leave you a message and tell you I am just your biggest fan ever and so grateful to have you available to listen to as a podcast and maybe you'll have a live event sometime who knows wouldn't that be be fantastic Uh, if you wanted to reach me my phone is email wishing you guys the best thanks for everything Oh, oh thank you thank you for everything it lifts our spirits it's just you know after so many bad calls and, and yeah and it's nice to have a just a encouraging call kind of a champ call like yeah a, you're doing great work you're changing lives kind of a thing which we get that we get that from brandy a lot but it's we nice do. to have <laughs> an additional voice just you know another person in our corner we've got at least two people that like us exactly so that's good enough for me jennifer portnick from portland i'm gonna call her jennifer portland oh that's, that's i love that. that give me that's such a sweet voicemail i don't know how that we could top that one me neither okay well on to the next one wow steven steven hello this is slick rick what? give me a call back steven i heard you've been trying to get a hold of me your aunt said that you are reaching out I hope you're doing well, son. My aunt. It's always been a while. I'd love to uh, well, get in touch with you. I don't have an aunt. I'd love to catch up. Got a lot to talk about, son. This is a different person. Got a lot, uh, a lot of memories. From a lot last of, week. A lot of memories about your mom. 
And well, um, hope you're well, son. This hope you're, hope sorry. you're. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to the rest of that. Wow, First of all, Steve. I don't have an aunt. No, guys, Steve. I don't want this to be a trend. I don't want this to be a thing for the show. You guys playing around, no, pretending to be inappropriate, guys. It's so confusing, and I'm not gonna. I'm now the. Let's just move on. Let's okay. Let's just move on. Hey, Stephen, it's Rick. Rick, I'm just calling to say I love you. Sorry about the, the call earlier. I don't like talking about what happened to the birthday party. I love you. Could that be Slick Rick? I don't know who that was. That's someone having a bunch of fun at my expense, and I don't appreciate it, especially after my son is born. What I would like is some well wishes for either my play or my son being born. It's so hard. That's what she said. Now that I'm becoming a father, and I'm thinking a lot about Slick Rick, and now it just... Guys, stop doing that. If you keep calling in that way, we're not going to play your messages. I'm going to have to start screening some of these, okay? All right. Next message. Hi, Steven. This is Fanny, your stepsister. Slick Rick says, hey, love the pod. Keep up the good work. What? I didn't know we had young listeners. I don't have a stepsister. Are you sure? I, I mean, you might have a stepsister, Slick Rick. If Wait, sorry. Can I listen to that one again? Well, let's listen to it again. Hi, Steven. This is Fanny, your stepsister. Slick Rick Thanks. says, hey, love the pod. Keep up the good work. I just, I would have liked to have been warned that there were children listening to this podcast. But also, it's nice to know that we appeal to such a wide demographic. But I don't want children listening to our show because of the content. And secondly, I don't want children calling in, pretending I mean, to have something to do with my slick Rick. Never say never. It's worth investigating. I mean, maybe you've got another sibling, Steve. There's another message here. I don't... I'm sure it's fine. Hey there, uh, Steven. Uh, heard you've been trying to get a hold of me. This is Slick Rick. What's up, buddy? I'm uh, sorry. I'll give you my number so you can give me a call back. It's been a while. All right. Bye-bye. Now, that one I know wasn't real. That was a woman. Guys, I love acting. I love having a good time. It's one of the reasons I chose to become an actor. But there's a time and a place. Yeah. You can use that gift to hurt people. If I can say something, Stephen Neville works so hard week in and week out on this podcast. He pours his heart, he pours his soul, he pours all of his time and most of his energy into putting this podcast together for each and each be every one of you. When people make a mockery of this podcast, all right, and they try a trick, Stephen, the podcast loses some of his magic. And what you need to know is he is fragile and he is not capable of dealing with this kind of uh, teasing. And also, Slick Rick, if you are out there, and or if you are one of the people that called, please, just call us back. I asked people last week to tell the story about when Slick Rick came to the 4th of July party and got arrested, and no one... Please don't f*** around with Steven. Guys. Don't f*** with the nipple. I have a sense of humor. We like to joke about things here on the podcast. We like to joke about the shows. That's right. But we don't joke about people's real lives. We joke... Well, not our real lives. And... If you have anything in your heart that resembles kindness, you will make up for it by coming to my play. It would mean the world to me. Or by liking or writing a review or rating the podcast. It's just, and keep leaving voicemails, but not those types. Oh, Wiley. Do you want to give us your Wileys for this episode? Yeah, I'll give my Wileys. It's out of 26. Out of what? 26. 
so many. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it um, 14. Oh, that's bad. I don't know, though. I think part of me is upset about the voicemails, and I, that's getting mixed in with my view of the show. I'm going to give it 22 Wileys. Oh, wow. I'm giving it one more Wiley because of the beautiful beautiful voicemail we got from jennifer portland that really yeah. lifted my spirit that was good and i can't wait for the finale do you want to make any predictions before we go hbo loves twists they love turns i have yeah. a feeling that um there could be someone else who comes in and ends up being the murderer rosenbaum i wouldn't put it past them i'd love to tie it in that way still yeah. waiting for a, a genuine crossover here on the hbo uh that's my prediction i i, I predict that uh we're going to find out that someone else murdered Betty, and my money uh, is on her father. Yeah. I do think that it is candy. Oh, okay. And that she thought it was self-defense, but I think it's probably going to get pinned on Pat. He's oh. too easy a victim to pin it on. Yeah, that and makes sense. I could sense. see him trying to fall on his sword for her, and she'd let him. She would let him. You know, she'd let him fall on more than his sword, if you know what I mean. I think so but i'm not because there's kids listening i'm not gonna explain yeah i guess we means, have kids listening now i'm gonna we're gonna have to really clean this show up i'm gonna make a kid segment for next week yeah do make a kid segment well i guess this is me and i guess this is me and i guess we, we are, are the h i guess b i guess owners Sometimes I find myself alone regretting sorrow.